In March 2020, the Families First Coronavirus Response Act was signed into law. It temporarily expands the Family and Medical Leave Act, FMLA, and I recorded some audio to be presented on the Kansas Legal Services website. This is a presentation of key takeaways and other facts on the IRS website. So please enjoy, and next week I will return with liens, levies, and collection due process. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome to Tax Justice Warriors, the podcast that celebrates the work of low-income taxpayer clinics, focuses on tax controversy work, and looks at related issues in tax news. I'm your host, William Schmidt, the director of the Low-Income Taxpayer Clinic at Kansas Legal Services. Hello, I am William Schmidt, an attorney and the director of the Low-Income Taxpayer Clinic for Kansas Legal Services. And at Kansas Legal Services, we wanted to give some guidance to small businesses and employees of small businesses regarding the Families First Coronavirus Response Act and what that means regarding paid leave for workers and tax credits for small and mid-sized businesses for coronavirus-related leave during these times that we are all affected by the coronavirus. Now, this legislation affects American businesses with fewer than 500 employees. It gives them funds to provide employees with paid leave, either for the employee's own health needs or to care for family members. It will enable employers to keep workers on their payrolls while also ensuring that workers are not forced to choose between their paychecks and public health measures needed to combat the virus. So the IRS has provided some key takeaways of the legislation. There is paid sick leave for workers. For COVID-19 related reasons, employees receive up to 80 hours of paid sick leave and expanded paid childcare leave when employees' children's schools are closed or childcare providers are unavailable. Regarding complete coverage, Employers receive 100% reimbursement for paid leave pursuant to the Act. That health insurance costs are also included in the credit. Employers face no payroll tax liability. And self-employed individuals receive an equivalent credit. There will be fast funds. Reimbursement will be quick and easy to obtain. That an immediate dollar-for-dollar tax offset against payroll taxes will be provided. And where a refund is owed, the IRS will send the refund as quickly as possible. Small business protection. Employers with fewer than 50 employees are eligible for an exemption from the requirements to provide leave to care for a child whose school is closed or child care is unavailable in cases where the viability of the business is threatened. Easing compliance. Requirements subject to 30-day non-enforcement period for good-faith compliance efforts. To take immediate advantage of the paid leave credits, businesses can retain and access funds that they would otherwise pay to the IRS in payroll taxes. If those amounts are not sufficient to cover the cost of paid leave, employers can seek an expedited advance from the IRS by submitting a streamlined claim form that will be released, stating here in the next week. So hopefully by the time you're listening to this that it will be out soon or has been out. 
small business protection. Employers with fewer than 50 employees are eligible for an exemption from the requirements to provide leave to care for a child whose school is closed or child care is unavailable in cases where the viability of the business is threatened. Now to go through the information, eligible employers will be able to claim these credits based on qualifying leave they provide between the effective date and December 31, 2020. Equivalent credits are available to self-employed individuals based on similar circumstances. Paid leave. The Act provides that employees of eligible employers can receive two weeks, up to 80 hours, of paid sick leave at 100% of the employee's pay, where the employee is unable to work because the employee is quarantined and or experiencing COVID-19 symptoms and seeking a medical diagnosis. An employee unable to work because of a need to care for an individual subject to quarantine, to care for a child whose school is closed or child care provider is unavailable for reasons related to COVID-19, and or the employee is experiencing substantially similar conditions as specified by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, can receive two weeks, up to 80 hours, of paid sick leave at two-thirds of the employee's pay. An employee unable to work due to a need to care for a child whose school is closed or child care provider is unavailable for reasons related to COVID-19 may in some instances receive up to an additional 10 weeks of expanded paid family and medical leave at two-thirds of the employee's pay. Paid sick leave credit for an employee unable to work because of the coronavirus, quarantine or self-quarantine, or has coronavirus symptoms and seeking a medical diagnosis, eligible employers may receive a refundable sick leave credit for sick leave at the employee's regular rate of pay up to $511 per day and $5,110 in the aggregate for a total of 10 days. For the employee caring for someone with coronavirus or caring for a child because the school or child care facility is closed or the child care provider unavailable due to the coronavirus, eligible employers may claim a credit for two-thirds of the employee's regular rate of pay, up to $200 per day, and $2,000 in the aggregate for up to 10 days. Eligible employers are entitled to an additional tax credit determined based on cost to maintain health insurance coverage for the eligible employee during the leave period. The child care leave credit, in addition to the sick leave credit for an employee unable to work because of a need to care for a child whose school or child care facility is closed or whose child care provider is unavailable due to the coronavirus, Eligible employers may receive a refundable child care leave credit. This credit is equal to two-thirds of the employee's regular pay, capped at $200 per day, or $10,000 in the aggregate. Up to 10 weeks of qualifying leave can be counted towards the child care leave credit. Eligible employers are entitled to an additional tax credit determined based on costs to, to maintain health insurance coverage for the eligible employee during the leave period. Prompt payment for the cost of providing leave. When employers pay their employees, they are required to withhold from their employees' paychecks, federal income taxes, and the employees' share of Social Security and Medicare taxes. The employers then are required to deposit these federal taxes along with their share of Social Security and Medicare taxes with the IRS and file quarterly payroll tax returns under the Form 941 series with the IRS. Under guidance released next week, 
So hopefully available soon or before you are listening to this podcast, eligible employers who pay qualifying sick or childcare leave will be able to retain an amount of the payroll taxes equal to the amount of qualifying sick and childcare leave that they paid rather than deposit them with the IRS. The payroll taxes available for retention include withheld federal income taxes, the employee share of Social Security and Medicare taxes, and the employer's share of Social Security and Medicare taxes with respect to all employees. If there are not sufficient payroll taxes to cover the cost of qualified sick and child care leave paid, employers will be able to file a request for an accelerated payment from the IRS. The IRS expects to process these requests in two weeks or less. The details of this new expedited procedure will be announced next week, so hopefully soon after this podcast or by the time you're listening to this, it is already available. Small business exemption. Small businesses with fewer than 50 employees will be eligible for an exemption from the leave requirements relating to school closings or child care unavailability where the requirements would jeopardize the ability of the business to continue. The exemption will be available on the basis of simple and clear criteria that make it available in circumstances involving jeopardy to the viability of an employer's business as a going concern. Labor will provide emergency guidance and rulemaking to clearly articulate this standard. Non-enforcement period. Labor will be issuing a temporary non-enforcement policy that provides a period of time for employers to come into compliance with the Act. Under this policy, the Department of Labor will not bring an enforcement action against any employer for violations of the Act so long as the employer has acted reasonably and in good faith to comply with the Act. The Department of Labor will instead focus on compliance assistance during the 30-day period. We here at Kansas Legal Services hope this has been educational to you regarding coronavirus-related paid leave for workers and tax credits for small and mid-sized businesses regarding the costs of providing coronavirus-related leave. If you have questions, please contact our office. We will see if we can provide information that can help clarify this for you. So thank you for listening, and please stay safe during these concerning times. Thank you for listening to Tax Justice Warriors. We have a Patreon page if you'd like to support this podcast. Providing monetary support for this podcast helps with expenses like equipment or travel to tax conferences. Supporting this podcast through Patreon comes with rewards, so check out our Patreon page. Please rate or review this podcast because positive reviews help get more people to know this podcast exists. The views expressed on this podcast are not official opinions of the IRS, the Low Income Taxpayer Clinic Program, or the employers of the people who spoke on this program. Your tax situation is unique, so do not take the statements on this program as tax or legal advice. Consult with your own tax professional to provide you with specific advice on your situation. Tune in next time on Tax Justice Warriors for another interesting tax discussion.